Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's The Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome The Stonebirds! I was tasting text and possibly I came tasting about the same. Hi, Susan. Oh, hey. <clears throat> hey, what's up? <laughs> Hi, Boo. Hey, it's me. Hey, Boo. Hi. What's going on? Hey, Boo. <laughs> I had a buddy, uh, shout out to my buddy Preston Korn, uh, who I grew up with, one of my first ever little buddies. Uh-huh. We were like little shit kickers, like four and five years old oh, together. Dear. We were neighbors. And uh, years later, reconnected, and he's actually a professional musician. Preston Korn. He's a touring musician. He's the drummer. In uh, the legendary Shack Shakers. I met him. Yes. Oh, hi. But uh, he's the only person uh, from way back in the day that I still keep in touch with. But anyway, he texted me the other day and he's like, hey, I'm really enjoying the Stonebergs. Uh, Although I will admit, I almost threw up in my mouth when you first started calling each other boo. Yeah, I understand that. I I totally get it. I get it too. But you know, I can't. But it's the habit we've fallen into. Really call you anything else. And we're keeping it real. It feels weird to call you Katie. (laughs) I I won't call you Boo in public. Yeah, uh, other than broadcasting on a podcast. Sure. Um, but like when we're in the store, if I like, if yeah, you're a couple aisles, like I'll hear a yeah. gruff Katie, and it feels so weird. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm like, always oh, that, like, am I in trouble? Oh, that's your name, hey, Katie. <laughs> Katie. Katie. Do, do we have any olive oil, Katie? I'll be in the fish section. Yeah. No, you no, you don't like fish. I like fish. Well, you don't really like. You're not passionate. About I'm not fish. passionate the way I am about pork. Pork's my number one. No, we're going down the pork uh-huh. road. I go with this right now. My power ranking five minutes. My power. My meat power rankings are uh, <laughs> pork, beef, chicken, and uh, seafood. It's, you know, meat uh, powers. Uh, power ranking. Power ranking. My meat oh, power I'm ranking. Sorry. Yeah, power ranking. Like the same way they like rank football teams during the season. Oh. You know, and because it sometimes changes. Right yeah. now, pork is sitting at number one. Sometimes chicken's at number one. Who's who's at number two? Number two right now is beef. Really into beef. Well, short ribs, yeah, specifically. Beef, beef short ribs. Okay. Yeah. Dude, I've been cooking so much this week. So much. As, as you know, I like how I'm trying to tell you what I've been doing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, we haven't been on top of well, each other. Well, I percent. love your cooking uh-huh. so much. Uh-oh, there's a butt coming. But I don't like the the mess that happens in the kitchen. I usually, I'm the one who usually cleans it up. First of all... That's very true. Uh-huh. But usually the next day, <laughs> <laughs> I will pick up the cleaning pieces, and it's always a lot and weird, uh-huh. like like Indian spices uh-huh. that are like just caked into the sink, or like a fork that has reminiscence of butter on it, <laughs> like just remnants, remnants, whatever, Not remnants. <laughs> The forks remembered all the good times we had with butter. I can't do. We can't do opposite. You have to make fun of me, and that's it. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, boo. No, it's okay. I like. It's fine. 
It's just that, uh, you know, the water here, it's either scolding, mm. murderous hot, or freezing. Yeah. So it's hard to find a good balance. I've gotten weird yeah. when it comes to cleaning, clearly. Yeah, you, you, you'll you go on these binges, which if you're going to binge on something, I guess that's a good thing to do. Yeah. But you'll, you'll, for like two or three hours, and you've just got this look in your eye, like, stay out of my way. It is. I get focused. I get yeah. cleaning focused. Who doesn't? Right. Everybody, <laughs> just kidding. I'm losing it a little. That's I'm losing right. it. We're, we're everybody's losing it. Yeah, day We've, twenty thousand. Day uh, today's day thirty one for us. Okay. Yeah. So that. So exactly one month. And we're still together. Still together. Just uh, I'm. You know, we're doing well. I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah. Especially since <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I uh, I'm so jealous of people who uh, live like in a rural area. Like the where where I grew up, I grew up on. Uh, we had uh, three acres of land, which not a lot, but it's enough. You know where you may not, you might go months and see, without seeing your neighbor. But we had three acres of land. We had a nice big backyard. We had a porch. We had a front porch. We had a back deck. You know, I'm seeing all these pictures on Instagram and stuff with some of my friends that live in other parts of the country, like just sitting out by the dock in the lake, or I'm yeah. sitting out in the backyard by the pool. Like, how nice must that be? Like we, ha- I really like our apartment, but it's and it's big for a one bedroom. Oh, we, get, it's huge. we got about it's we got a, about eight hundred fifty square feet. It's a mansion, which is man. nice for a one bedroom apartment. But oh, could you imagine quarantining like in a nice spread? Like you got a couple acres of land and a lake and a Here, pool. And here's a grill. the thing: if we had that for you, if if you had that, you would never leave. It would be weird. Yeah, you would be the, one of those people that just then you. just probably have a farm voice i don't know it would be strange well I i'm haven't. already saying weird things yeah you are <laughs> i kind of grab the ham hocks out of the freezer yeah i asked you to grab <laughs> pull my ham hocks out of the freezer that's a weird <laughs> sentence to yell at your loved one is and only in this house mm-hmm. i don't think in any other household maybe who knows that uh statement could have been that's happening. not a common phrase but in no, most households it, I and make I just, sure to pull my ham hocks out of the freezer for the you. Other day, the other day, you literally said, uh, "Boo, thank you for the groceries, but there's we always need onions, onions and butter. <laughs> onions and butter are the two staples in this house." Yeah. And I've just been—you've been super nice about buying mm-hmm. a bunch of mail order groceries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just trying to give you tips. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're too generous. You always. Right. Like fun groceries, I get fun you groceries. Get fun groceries and whipped cream, non dairy. That's fun. Yeah, <laughs> you you just um, and I reap the benefit of it. But you're you're not a smart shopper. No, you're at not all. not smart. That's not the right word. You're not a frugal. I'm not a smart shopper. You're not a crafty frugal shopper. No. Like uh, I remember one time you came home and you're like, "Hey, what's a thirty day dry aged bone in prime ribeye tomahawk ribeye?" Because that's what I got you. I think it was one of those. Remember when I went through that phase when I would we would get into a little spat or mm-hmm. two, and then I would just buy you meat. Yeah, <laughs> buy me meat to, to say sorry. To make up, like just throw it like you're a lion. Yeah. Here, here's some meat. <laughs> I've been cooking a lot this week, though. You've been cooking. We ate very well this week. I'm concerned what you do. I, okay, and yeah. I've been going to bed at like 7 p.m. Yeah. 
Uh, you go to totally. bed literally at what? About eight thirty or nine? Nine forty-five. Once I hit nine thirty-seven, I'm like, okay, he's not going to judge me. Uh-huh. Why nine thirty-seven? Because then I have enough time to go do my face regimen. Oh, which, so it'll be ten o'clock before you, eat, yeah. you get in the bed. Yeah, it's just you takes know. you twenty-three minutes to, <laughs> to do all well. that. No, it takes a good. I mean, I have a system at this mm-hmm. point. You know, how I'm cleaning the apartment. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about my face. I'm going to have skin of a goddamn seal after okay. this. Yeah, <laughs> I just think. Your face looking good. Thank the, the you. Serums. Yeah, adult acne. Guess what, everybody? No makeup and giving up. That's what this face is saying. <laughs> nah, I think you look great, Boo. Oh, thanks, Boo Boo. And you got a mohawk going on. Got my uh, quarantine mohawk rocking. You got a uh, some sort of a bag, a insect bag coming. Oh yeah, here. I bought a bug out bag the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> All I've been doing is cooking, prepping, and watching uh, history docu- documentaries. But not like cute history documentaries. Yeah. Not that there are cute ones, but Le- like yeah. Last like night dark. I fell, I fell asleep to a Pol Pot documentary. I don't think that's healthy. Mm. Pol Pot is what? Who's that? Uh, He's the dude uh, from who, who was a I don't know what you'd call a prime minister, president, dictator, whatever of uh, Cambodia. Sounds uh, like one of your bands. Yeah, like, and he. Uh, I just got the new record for Pol Pot. Pol Pot, <laughs> but he gets overlooked so much. Like he killed like two million of his own people. Man. Just genocided the Cambodians mm. back in like seventy one, seventy two. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> you know, everybody talks about Hitler, but we don't give enough credit to Pol Pot. Uh, but that's what I fell asleep to last night. Right. Well, I've been watching uh, a lot of Kennedy assassination stuff. Kennedy. Getting I'm going to solve that crime by yeah, the by the time we're out of quarantine. Yeah, I'm glad you're passionate. I guess this is your new baseball. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just history baseball. History. Yeah. Um, and I get it because I have been diving into a weird little vortex of Summer House, a Bravo television show that I've never given a chance, but now have. Oh, it's like real world, but with like rich people from New York. It's trash. Hmm. Have it on in the background. You will zone out into your own world. What's it called? Summer House. And what do they do on Summer House? So they're all New Yorkers and they're 30 years old, like professionals, you know, in the big city, boo. Yeah. And then uh, in the summer, they go to the Hamptons and they have a house. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really cool. And it's this big house. And every weekend they party hard. Mm. So it's like real world Uh on the weekend. Okay. Real World, the smash hit series for you youngins mm-hmm. that started reality TV. Oh, man. So it's been fun. I bought the whole season. Did I ever tell you my real, real world story? No. Well, you know my ex-girlfriend. I, I used to date a guy. Fuck it. I'll say her name. Her name was Lisa, and uh, she was a maniac. Your this, first girlfriend in Georgia? Well, not, not first. I I was a late bloomer. My first boyfriend was Nicholas, and that was 21, and he wore airwalks. Long story short, when I was 21, I dated this gal named Lisa, and she was a maniac, and <laughs> she really was. She was crazy. Was she No, she really she was bipolar? She's bipolar and a bunch of other shit. That's fine. I'm and sure And it I was am. two of the worst years of my life. Oh, but, God. <laughs> but she almost got on real world. I we love went to this. Like, she made it to like the final round. It's when I was living in Athens, Georgia. They had some sort of open casting call at the Georgia Theater. This is back in like 98, 99. And I forgot what season this was. I think if they did one in Austin, Texas. Yeah, somehow, they did. Okay. They did Real World. That's when Would I that think been it was late starting 90s? to go. Would that have been like 99, 2000, yeah. somewhere in there? Yeah. I yeah, probably it. 2000. Um, but she made it to like the final round. 
Oh my I don't know how many God. they pick. What there's usually like ten people on that show or whatever, but they were down to like fifteen or eighteen people, and I was crossing my fr- fingers and praying to God, <laughs> like because she would have been gone for like five months. Oh my! And I was God. like, yes. Oh Lord! Yes. Get the hell out of here! Uh, <laughs> oh, but she huh. didn't get it. I don't know why I went down that. It's okay. It's fine. I'm not a jealous road. girlfriend. No. I sniff it out. Oh, boy. I sniff it out, and then I nip it in the bud. But <laughs> Is it butt or butt? I don't know. I think it's butt. butt. Mm, How, what's matter. a bud? Well, like, I guess a, like, like a, a flower bud. Flower bud, yeah. If you nip it in the bud, I'm assuming that means cutting it off. Okay, yeah. Like a gardener. I, was, I always thought it was butt, like a cigarette butt. Oh. I'm probably wrong. No, you. that could be. Listen, we'll figure it out. Nip it There's in the some bud. Google it. Nip it in the bud sounds better. Um. Because yeah, anything in the butt is always questionable. So you're kind of reality TV show adjacent. Mm-hmm. You were almost in technically the first part of real world. Yeah, the either that world. or I could have been on Cops Ooh. or A&E Murder <laughs> Documentary. <laughs> yeah, there were different roads No, for you. she was the kind of gal that I, th- I think I literally told a couple of friends, hey, if I wind up dead, look at, look at her. Oh, like Lord. she was nuts. Wow. But I hope you're doing good. Happy hey. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I'm uh, cooking chili today. Oh, I can't wait. Very excited you about that. You said Katie friendly chili, which means mild as a mofo. Yeah, I'll take all the heat out of it. Yeah. And the but flavor. But you always say that. Yeah. You always say, I, I only put 14 chipotle peppers in. You. That's not how you talk at all. It's, I only put 14. <laughs> My name's David. I'm from Georgia. We, we was growing up, we didn't even have peppers. We just fight. We'd kill a rattlesnake and throw it in there. <laughs> we had rattlesnake chili. <laughs> you call chili stew, I bet. Mm-hmm. We call it pepper stew. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm cooking chili today. I cooked uh, beef short ribs I know. this week. I gave uh, Charlie like seven of the bones. I had a weird uh, cycle of like re- using leftovers. Uh, one day, like like on Tuesday, I made beef short ribs, mm-hmm. which were with homemade mashed potatoes. With I made a brown gravy out of the beef drippings. Oh boy! Oh. Um, but then the next day, what was that? What was Charlie's that? playing with himself. Oh. Not like playing with uh-huh. himself, but he's playing with himself yeah, on the couch, <laughs> like. Playing cops and robbers over yep. there. Uh, but so the next day, I took the leftover uh, beef ribs and I made uh, like a beef rib ragu. Oh, that was effing good. Like a, my marinara Ooh. sauce, but with the beef rib, shredded beef rib in there. I and ate that, was that amazing. like a champion. And then the next day, I used the spaghetti leftovers and I made baked spaghetti. I loved that. So that was That fun. reminds me of funeral food. Yeah. But it was like good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Sorry to hear about your dad. <laughs> Can you pass the baked spaghetti? Um, oh, but yeah, no. we, we ate good this week. Oh, man. I gained and so much weight. And then Friday night, I... Friday night usually is like <laughs> Friday night fun night. Let's order a pizza and watch a movie. Yeah. Okay, guys. And I you decided for to cook chef. on Friday fun night. You cooked. I did. Guys, guess what I cooked? Mm-hmm. Salmon. Mm-hmm. The absolute Monday dinner meal that I cooked on a Friday night. Yeah, salmon's for Mondays and Tuesdays. Salmon is for Mondays. Well, okay. So, guys, it was frozen in the freezer. Mm -hmm. 
So I blame that yeah. because that's not great. I'm not liking the freezing of the meats, but I understand it. Yeah, especially frozen seafood already puts you behind the eight ball. A little bit, you know? a little bit. So then, guys, here's what I did. Mm-hmm. I went a different way. Dave was giving me some sort of instructions. Yeah. And then I thought Some sort of <laughs> I was going to do it, but like in my own way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not very detail oriented. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, I made a very weird sauce that you put in mm-hmm. and let it marinate. Marinate. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, I thought it was tasty. What'd you use in the marinade? Okay. So I used soy sauce. Okay. That's good. Beef bouillon cube. Just just a cube? Yeah, the cube. Oh, boo, that's not how that works. And you got to use that cube to make... You're asking me what's in the Sorry. marinade. Okay. So I'm, butter... But I'm just, just, I, wanna, I wasn't aware of this. You just took a beef bouillon cube and tossed it into the three ounces of soy sauce marinade? Well, no, I rubbed it a little bit on each piece of salmon You first. rubbed the beef... You rubbed a bouillon cube onto the salmon? Yeah. Why? It's like a nice seasoning. First of all, boo, <laughs> beef bouillon cube. What do you think that goes best with? Um, I was going outside the box. Okay. I think- oh, there's so much wrong with what you did, boo. <laughs> anyway, I'm not done with my marinade. Okay, hold on. Just so I'm okay. clear, you took the little chalky cube, the beef cube, and you physically rubbed it onto the pieces of salmon. Yeah, but to be fair, not the whole thing. I used like a. A piece, and then I got bored. I I licked it though, like as a horse with the salt lick. It was good. I think I could just do that. Suck on them some beef okay. bouillon cubes. Let's focus here. Finish okay. this marinade. Um, so we got soy sauce, beef bouillon cube, butter. Um, I added Jesus. some teriyaki, that barbecue sauce oh that you God. got from some cool fan. Um, I added oh a lot of salt because I figured why not. Then, oh, I, I pre- like you said, I pressed the garlic. Mm-hmm. I did that mm-hmm. and shoved it in there. And then mm-hmm. I put more butter on. And that was the marinade. Mm-hmm. Boo, 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 killing it. <laughs> then mm-hmm. I let it sit for so a while. And you pre- got all mad about the foil. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. It was, um, I love you so much, boo. Uh-oh. I think you're amazing. Thank you, and that's all. Right? No. It was terrible. Not good. It, it was so bad. I though. choked it down out of necessity for protein. I ordered a chicken sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I offered to pay for I mean, the I, sandwich. I tried to eat it. I, I did. I ate some of it. I, I don't know. It was hard. And then you were giving me cooking advice, and I was getting all egoy, and yeah. I snapped on you. you and did. then, and then you were like, "I'm just trying to help," and I'm like, "Yeah." Well, and I sincerely was. There's one thing of like talking shit, like, hey, idiot, you don't know what you're doing with this cooking shit. Get out of here. You suck. Now, now, if I had said that, then feel free to to get defensive and to get snappy. You know, like, hey, I'm trying my best. Piss off. Yeah. But I was, I always prefacely, like, I am not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be You walk on eggshells when you, yeah. Because I don't take criticism well at all. And it wasn't criticism. It was, here's the thing. We all need, (laughs) in certain aspects of life, you have to remember to set your ego aside. Pastor Dave Stone, everybody. This isn't a contest. This isn't a thing. But, like, I have more experience in cooking than you do. Oh, 100%. Which, which is fine. It, it doesn't make I me better. Arguing it that. doesn't make me smarter. It doesn't make me anything. It makes me probably a slightly better cook. And that is it. But when I'm when I see some glaring mistakes, 
some glaring, just basic kitchen technique mistakes, <laughs> and I politely, not passive aggressively, not hostily, not not aggressively, but when I politely and tactfully offer up a few bits of advice, then we all, whatever your scenario is, that version of your scenario is, we need to all remember to put our ego aside and go, oh. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, and, and, and then know I just that, go, like, yeah. this is valuable information that maybe I could use to my benefit down the road. Well, not like, fuck you. <laughs> you well, I know. never say fuck you. <laughs> I, the tone, the tone underneath yeah. is absolutely F you. And yeah, I just, <laughs> I absolutely am wrong mm-hmm. in that situation. I don't know what happens. I'm not going to give you a psychological excuse. Yes, I will. It's called the reptilian brain. And I go into fight mode. Yeah. For no reason, because my got... dad had some issues. <laughs> but we, it is important that if I don't know how to play the guitar at all, I know one percent about what you can know about guitar. I I know technically a couple of chords, and I know a little bit of really broad theory. I know but if you have one in Christian college, you get a lot of P U O. Okay, <laughs> vagina. You get laid a lot? Yeah. Oh, okay. If you, have a, if you play the guitar in Christian college. That seems predictable and correct. Yep. Um, but my, my analogy is, I don't know anything about the, the guitar, but if I was in Guitar Center and I was picking one up and I was noodling <laughs> around and tinkering with it, and some experienced guitar player said, hey, man, I noticed you know, you're doing it this way. Why don't you try it this way? I wouldn't be like, fuck you, dude. Okay. I'm my own person. <laughs> I'm going to do it my way. I'd be like, oh, cool. You but obviously know what you're talking about, and I do not. So, yes, I'm all ears. Different scenario. How so? Here's the scenario. I am I understand how to cook salmon. I've done it before. Um, do you, boo? <laughs> you rubbed a goddamn bouillon cube on a piece of salmon. I was trying something new. You said to explore, have fun with it. You know, but you have a very strict way mm-hmm. of cooking. Uh-huh. Mine's a little loose and goose. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. This was a bad. I told you, you know, you asked me what temperature to cook it in, and I told you. And, <laughs> I was like, you, I'm doing it my way. <laughs> you, your, your temperature was way off. Not like on purpose. Not like I, I, I have know. experience in doing it at 375. I'm going to set it there. I told you 375, you put it at like... You, with the, the, the way, knob is weird. Yeah, we we don't have a digital one, so it's one with a little knob, and you got to line up the little marks. Yeah, but you got to pay attention to that. Ugh. You wrapped it in foil to begin with. I don't care. And then halfway yeah. through, you checked it, and then you didn't really wrap it up again. You, like whatever technique <laughs> you start with, you got to finish with that same technique, yeah, unless it's funny. purposely like I'm going to start it this way and finish it well, that way. But I'm saying, if you wanted to wrap it in tin foil initially. I when you just check it, it, you got to wrap it again, and that was all out of whack. Well, okay. And I didn't even know about your <laughs> dog shit marinade. I know. <laughs> By the way, it was different. It was <sighs> interesting flavors. I think what happened is this. I forgot you have to, like, stay in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I have been laying a lot. I, I'm very busy laying. You're laying it. You're, you're trying to lay and eat now. This, <laughs> is, this sounds like a title to a comedy album. But the other day, I caught you eating oatmeal, laying down. Yep. You were laying full, fully down, not like you and know, not successfully. It spilled all over trying my. Trying to eat oatmeal face. while you were fully splayed out. I just feel like this is a time for relaxation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a time to explore. Maybe my more animalistic side. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm becoming like an animal. Mm-hmm. I'm not even eating correctly. I don't want to do dishes. So I sometimes eat over the sink mm-hmm. and hurry. 
so you don't see me. <laughs> you are such a goober. Oh, I found friggin' almond M&M's in the bathroom. <laughs> I got, well, what's that story? Well, I had a shower and I forgot and I didn't want to throw them away, so I saved them for later, but I forgot after I showered to eat them. Almost, there's almost no circumstance <laughs> where food should be in the bathroom. It's a candy, candy can. Yeah, candy can. A candy man can. Anything you ingest <laughs> shouldn't be. You And you've just had a weird week all around the other day. Hey, you want to describe, yeah. uh, describe to us uh, your journey home? Oh, okay. So I visited this is hilarious. my dad. Um, Social distance, mm-hmm. distanced. I mean... How's Barbara doing? She's having a tough time. I would imagine. <laughs> she sent me a 19... Tough No, she Barbara. sent me a 2013 song by Miranda Lambert uh-huh. or something yeah. about a house burning. She'll send me songs when, you know, in the middle of the night, which... For those who don't know, Barbara is your good friend who's like a sister. Yeah, she's uh-huh. like a sister. They are really tight, almost like sisters. Uh, And she'll... She just, you could tell throughout the night how drunk she is, Uh because she'll start at Uh 7, like a nice normal message to respond, and then it'll simmer like a beautiful salmon, Mm -hmm. and it will... Good try. Thank you. (laughs) Did you see how I did that? Uh, Yeah. And then she'll send me a song off iTunes, usually, something real sad and dark. With no context. No context. Uh A picture of her dog. Uh No context. And then... I really miss you. So, it's been weird. I mean, I love her from a distance. Be sure to tell her I said hey. Oh, Lord. Oh, I know. I don't <laughs> I just, we it's don't have so tiring. I know. No, I was trying to set up, um, all right, where we live, parking is always a commodity. Oh, right. Parking right, right, is very right. scarce. So, sometimes... We have to park, I mean, more than, I would say 10 times, I've had to park about a mile away. Okay, yeah. That's crazy if you it think is, about it. It is, it is. So I had to do that the other day. If, the 3 <laughs> p.m. is the cutoff, You parked usually. about a mile away. You park near this restaurant we go to, which is about nine-tenths of a mile yeah. from our house. Yeah, park pantry. And Shout out. Um, okay, so I <laughs> happened to bring some things, because we lived there for a little bit. Um, there is a... You know, uh, Katie size because I'm tall, whiteboard. Uh-huh. And then I thought, okay, I'll carry like a that. Big chalkboard, whiteboard type thing. <laughs> yeah. About, uh, about four size. feet wide okay. by three feet tall. Yeah, so uh-huh. not that big. So about big. the wingspan of one of my arms. Yeah. So I could carry it under my arm. But a big, cumbersome thing to yeah. carry <laughs> across the street. Sure. Well, and then Much I had less, my, nine-tenths of a mile. And then I had my purse, uh-huh. and I forgot I bought non-alcoholic beer and beer, uh-huh. so I was trying to fit it all in my purse, uh-huh. so I put about six of them in there. Uh-huh. Then I had Charlie, uh-huh. the puppy of hell, who doesn't know how to walk, and I think I had something else. You oh, a, a bag of ice. A 20-pound <laughs> bag of ice. So to paint this picture, <laughs> a mile away... Yeah. You begin your journey. And my purse isn't that big, by the way. And you've I was got impressed. a purse over your shoulder. It hurts. It hurts. Your your right hand is holding a giant whiteboard, like tucked <laughs> under your arm. Your left hand, uh, through your wrist, you've got uh, Charlie's leash thread thread across yeah, your wrist. Yeah, thread across, yeah. And then in your left hand, you're carrying a melting 20-pound bag of ice. Yeah. So you got your purse, you got Charlie, you got the bag of ice, and you got the whiteboard. And it's and not. And you walked, <laughs> you 
walked you, you cling clanged a mile home. I did. I cling clanged. I did. Jeez. Yeah, I'm strong. That's hilarious. I will say, halfway through, I thought to myself, "This isn't good. This isn't a good idea." Um, but then I just kept going due to necessity. I felt like I'm getting. I'm training for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. But Charlie, even Charlie was worried. He kept looking up at me like, "What the." F- <laughs> is this safe? <laughs> he is so annoying, but I love him. Anyway. Hello, Harvey. Harvey. Down. Okay. Sorry, guys. Harvey just jumped on the table. <laughs> what y'all doing? <laughs> um, yeah, no excuse. Kind of weird. No, but I'm saying good for you. Thank you. Like, you get stuff done. Well, and it's not like, here's the other thing. I'm not a graceful person. You're not graceful. You're kind of like clumsy. a baby deer. But you're, I like you. you you're functional. You're strong. Okay. You're, you're a big, <laughs> you strong woman. I, I like that. Oh, my God. No, no, not big in a bad sense. You're it. tall, but you, you're strong. I'm sturdy. You're sturdy. You're like, like a, a farm girl. Yeah, I feel like. I like that about you. I'm not a couch. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're describing a no, couch. No, you're you're very or, fit. You're very fit you. and trim, but you're, you're what, 5'11"? Did you say thick trim? Fit. Okay, fit, fit and trim. I'm, I'm never eating again. No, I'm, I would never call you thick. Now, Harvey, he's thick. Yeah, he's thick. Did you see did you see that Bernie meme where it's some real picture of him writing on a big notepad, one of those flip, oh, life-size yeah, yeah, yeah. flip pads? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a picture of him really writing something, but they, they airbrushed out whatever he wrote, and it said, uh, stay home if you sick, come over if you thick. Oh, <laughs> if he wrote that, I know oh, he did God, it. Oh, God, that's so funny. Or maybe I don't know he did it. He could have. No, but you're 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 farm girl strong. I'm farm like strong. I like am farm you strong. walked a mile with all of that shit. <laughs> My friend Riley called, said farm strong. She would always call me that. Yeah, because I would. I would. I'm good at lugging. Uh-huh. That's what I'm good at. Lugging. I'm not good at carrying because mm-hmm. I'll spill shit, mm-hmm. but lugging, yeah. that's my job. Like if you put one of those like backpacks on me, mm-hmm. I could probably take a carriage. You're, I could probably walk people. You're like a mule. Yeah. You eat like a, a mule. We already talked mule. about that. A cute mule. With a horn. A unicorn, mm-hmm. if you will. And you punch like a donkey. <laughs> I like to punch you in the arm. Oh, and also pants arm. you. Yeah. <laughs> She's always pantsing me. That's funny. All right. Well, we're here. Oh, by the way, this is the Stonebergs. Hello. That's Katie Strandberg. Hi. I'm Dave Stone. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to our stupid nonsense. Yeah. Uh, What is this? Episode five? Yeah, dude. So, yeah. uh, Big shout out to everybody who's listened. Uh, I'll remind you again at the end of the show. But if you're enjoying it, uh, feel free to throw us a rating and or review. Uh, wherever you listen, uh, primarily iTunes. Even if you don't listen on iTunes, you could go there. Yeah, and uh, throw us a rating and review. That helps. Uh, I don't want to bore you with all the uh, insider uh, mumbo jumbo, but it definitely helps. And it makes me feel good. <laughs> it makes Katie feel good. It makes so, me feel good. So that's important. And uh, tell a friend. Spread the word. Uh, there's five billion podcasts, even more since the quarantine oh, Lord, started. I know. Uh, so I, you know, I know that uh, the market is saturated, and you have uh, a lot of options for your entertainment dollar. So we appreciate you guys spending an hour with us yeah. and uh, spreading the word to your friends and family about yeah. our stupid podcast. But yeah, I uh, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, I, I'm, I'm oddly, I'm in great spirits. You really are. I'm fine. Like, yeah. Well, because you know, says as the a, guy that's doing the bug out bag and watching. Well, no, Hitler I'm preparing. I'm I mean, preparing. You know, 
What what is it? Pol pot. <laughs> it just sounds like something I have to grab for you out yeah. of the fridge. Yeah. All right, Cody, will you fill out the pole pot? It's underneath my ham hocks. <laughs> pole pot and ham hock. Sounds like a cartoon strip. Um what was I talking about? Uh, you were talking about. Oh, I'm doing fine. I'm having. I'm having a good time. Good boo. Yeah, I bought a bug out bag. Uh, I'm gonna fill it. Uh, I don't understand the name of it. Why? Why uh, is it bug bugging? out? It's a. It's a. It's a survivalist uh, prepper thing. You can hmm. bug out or you can bug in. All I right? don't know. I think you should rebrand that. Bug out means you're grabbing your shit and you're hitting the road. Okay. Something has happened. Our home is in danger. Our safety's. Questionable if we stay here, we gotta hit the road. Isn't that the heat moment? Like, we gotta be gone. Yeah. 60 yeah. seconds. Yeah, never let yourself get attached to anything that you cannot walk away from in 30 seconds flat. Oh, that's um, great. So that's bug out. Now, you can also bug in. We wouldn't really wanna bug in here, but if we did have five acres and a nice house and a farm, uh, you might wanna <laughs> bug in, okay. meaning you hunker down. We ain't leaving shit. Anybody, you know, the war is going to have to come to us, oh, and we're going to stand our ground, and we're not leaving. That's bugging down Does or bugging in. Hear the tangent that happens. Yeah, bug in. Yeah, he's doing fine. But uh, <laughs> we need to be prepared to bug out at a moment's notice, and not to. I'll save this for the boogie monster, but I'm just saying, National no. Guard is now in Long Beach. I know. As of Friday night, the National Guard is in Long Beach. I'm not saying that that necessarily is going to lead to martial law, but if it does, we got to be able to. Bug the fuck out. You know what that reminds me of? I think I could recreate that picture. Remember that picture, I think, from the 60s with the guy with the gun and the hippie that puts the flower in it? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Also, I'd look good in Red Hood and mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale. I mean, if it gets that bad. I, but it's, well, that's, that's the purpose of the bug out bag. It's not going to get that bad. Well, I'm not a good runner anymore. Yeah, you're a better runner than I am. No, you're fast. Weirdly. I'm fast for a big guy. <laughs> You're fucking, you can haul ass. <laughs> I do have you odd do. speed and flexibility. <laughs> yeah. I'm very fast and very flexible uh-huh. for a guy my size. Anyway, all right, that's enough rambling, right, guys. Let's... Thanks so much. I hope you're doing well. Uh, let's answer some calls. Awesome. Shall we? Yes. Hey there, Dave. Long time listener, first time caller. Uh, got a question about fried chicken. I got a hold of a bunch of drumsticks, and I was going to do... Uh, compare and contrast with uh, the buttermilk and then the flour, but then just seasoned flour. And I'd like some advice on this. I'm probably going to cook it up tonight. It, uh, I think it's Thursday. It's kind of hard to keep track anymore. Uh, about 6.30 uh, Illinois time. So uh, if you'd like, play it up. Uh, love the new podcast. You guys are doing great. I'm real happy for you all. Uh, take care. And uh, God bless. All right, bye. Oh, I love him. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. I'm always down to talk about chicken. Fried chicken. Especially fried chicken. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's my kind of dude. No, honestly, I thought, (laughs) as he was talking, I was like, they are best friends. They will be best friends forever. I'm sorry I didn't uh, respond um, or, you know, get back to you. You said, you know, you're cooking them tonight, which was Thursday. Uh, I hope they turned out. I hope they turned out well. Uh, give me a call back and let us know uh, how they turned out. But, yeah, what he's basically asking is um, a lot of different ways to prepare fried chicken. You can uh, Traditionally, you do like a, a dry dredge. 
You dredge it like in flour. Like the flour. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you could do a, a batter, like a wet batter, and mm. dip it in that. You, uh, that. The dredge, also, you can do like an egg wash, or you can do a buttermilk. And That's just, just eggs uh, in it? Uh, yeah, an egg wash is just like a, a whisked egg, uh, maybe a little milk, and that's just, you dip it in there first. To Well, I like to do okay. a, a dry, wet, dry. I'll I'll Ooh. dip it in the flour first, then the egg wash, and then back into the flour. Interesting. Uh, it gives it two layers of crunch. I have uh, an egg question after yeah. you're done. Um, but my main <laughs> thing is when you're cooking anything fried, fried chicken, chicken fried steak, uh, you know, anything of that nature, anything with a breading, a fried breading, you got to season the flour. Boo. Oh. You got to season the flour. Do you cook the seasons like you do sometimes? Cook this. Uh, you mean toast the, se- the yeah. spices? Uh, no, not necessarily. Cook I, the seasons. <laughs> cook the seasons. I got <laughs> to interpret what you mean. Uh, <laughs> but I usually get it correct. I usually know you what do. you're trying to you say. Do. Uh, no, I do. No, I toast my spices. Uh, like today, I will toast my spices before I cook the chili. Um, but what I mean by seasoning the flour, when you get a nice piece of fried chicken right out of the oil, you know, this is just freshly cooked, and you go to squirt some salt or shake some salt or pepper on there, it's just going to bounce off that crispy breading and fall on the floor because there's nothing to stick to. Just so, like the coronavirus. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what you have to do to get that breading and that, see, that, that flour and all that, uh, some flavor in there is you season the flour. You don't just dip it in a, in a bucket of just boring old white flour. You, uh, you put your salt, your pepper, maybe a little garlic powder, maybe onion powder, maybe smoked paprika, maybe cayenne pepper. Bouillon cube? Not bouillon cubes. <laughs> uh, but season up that flour first. So, yeah. So he's, he's messing around with that. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so always the seasoned flour. I don't know why anybody would just do a regular unseasoned flour. Um, I, I like what you're doing with the buttermilk. Um, buttermilk can uh, be used instead of an egg wash. Um, hmm. You can also marinate that chicken in buttermilk. Ooh, what I know I do, a good marinade. When I, no. When I, <laughs> when I make my fried chicken, I'll, uh, I'll let it soak in a mixture of buttermilk and a little bit of hot sauce. Ugh, I don't yeah. like hot sauce. I know. Or cold food. Anyway, okay. Right. So, yeah. I uh, love that. I wonder how. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know which, uh, which method worked out the best. Um, I'm experimenting lately. Uh, I'm getting more into batters. You because really have. You've my been favorite, dipping your toe into it. My favorite, <laughs> not literally, my favorite chicken is, uh, as I've said before, is Gus's Famous Fried Chicken. Yeah. Based out of I Memphis, like they now have branches all over the country. <laughs> branches, sounds <laughs> like a bank. This is not an ad. He's um, that passionate but about Gus's. Yeah, theirs is battered. They, they dip it in a batter. Okay. Instead of a dry dredge, so... I can make you fried chicken one day. Oh, no thanks. (laughs) But, oh, I had the egg question, remember? Um, Can you still eat an egg, like drink it, like Rocky style? You can. Um, Some people, you know, are different people's bodies and immune systems work differently. Uh, No shit, Dr. Dave. (laughs) Um, No, but I... Some people could still get sick by that. The average person's probably not going to catch salmonella or or anything like that. But yeah, hmm. technically you can eat a raw egg because that's been coming back around like in the foodie world of Ooh. like, you know, a raw egg on top of, you know, frou-frou toast, you know, or yeah, uh, some sort of rice dish or Asian dish that might have like a raw egg sitting on top. And that doesn't do a whole lot for me. I like a runny egg. I like a sunny side up egg and a yeah. runny yolk, but just a straight up raw egg. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, I'm going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> Give that a try. 
Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, all right. Hey, Dave, Katie. My name's Dan. I'm from Chicago. Uh, I've been a huge fan of the Boogie Monster since the beginning, and real happy to get to listen to the two of you goofballs talk about your own personal life. Uh, calling today to ask for some advice. Uh, my girlfriend, Kate, and I have been locked inside a tiny one-bedroom apartment in Chicago since this whole pandemic happened, and her 30th birthday is coming up on the 13th. Uh, I had a surprise video conference call from her in the past, but I'm kind of running out of ideas to do for her on her actual birthday. Uh, looking forward for, to some fun tips, advice, or ideas that you guys might be able to throw at me. Uh, thanks in advance, and look forward to listening to all the new episodes from you guys. Goodbye. Hi, Dan. Okay. Oh, my gosh. By the way, happy birthday, Kate, if she's listening. Um, oh, small apartment quarantine. <laughs> that's hard. In Chicago. That, that's the point I didn't make when I was talking about how I, I, it'd be nice to be quarantined in a rural area is because when you live in a city like we do, granted, we're not living in L.A. anymore, but there's still very much an urban yeah. environment. Uh, as soon as we step outside our front door... We're vulnerable, you know. We don't know yeah. who's coming down the street, who's walking down the sidewalk, who might cough on us. And uh, same thing with him being in Chicago. That's got to be tough. That's why cold. Yeah. Well, is it? <laughs> where how cold it is? It's, it's not too cold. It's, okay. it, I'm sure it's brisk in mid-April, but uh, yeah, not okay. super cold. Well, okay. Let's go back to the girlfriend's birthday, Kate's birthday. Big deal, thirtieth. Uh, I know quarantine really put the damper on things, but. I love surprising people, and I think it would be really fun if you did, like, a scavenger hunt and make it really specific to your relationship and maybe put little gifts. You don't have to get – I love weird gifts from the 99-cent store or, you know, 7-Eleven. You could just go in there and get, like, weird stuff, Mm -hmm. but, like, make it into her birthday. Like, what if your first date was some movies and she liked red vines? Like, you could get her red vines and hide it, or you can just put a big – you could get 30 little gifts – and surprise her in the morning. Uh-huh. I love that. I like that now, idea. But here's the problem. Okay. He's, he's quarantined with her. Can't How, he, can he just go down really quick, like to the store? Well, I mean, I'm sure he could, but I'm talking about more of the scavenger hunt, like hiding these. Oh, gifts. just, but within, okay, so it's tiny. Okay, if it's super tiny. Well, I'm not even talking about the size of his apartment. I'm oh. saying they're there together. She's going to be like, what are you doing well, hiding the box to, a wrapped gift? He has to go gift? to the bathroom or <laughs> just wake up early. Like, uh-huh. okay. if she's a night owl, okay. you wake up early. If she, You know, just, <laughs> just drug her. No. <laughs> but then if the scavenger hunt doesn't work, you can also just surprise her. I like the 30, the 30 little gifts. Or you could just do 30 things you love about her, and have some sort of theme, surprise her with breakfast in bed, treat it like... Cook or something yeah. good, man. Oh if you don't gosh. know how to cook... Order uh, out. Order out to her favorite uh, place. Holler at me. I'll. But, but something about cooking, even if you don't know how to cook well, even though that salmon was <laughs> disgusting, I really appreciated the gesture. Yeah. I appreciated the effort. I couldn't eat it. Uh, I'm piling on. I'm, I'm, I'm being mean on purpose. It's fine. Uh, but no, regardless, yeah. I appreciated the fact that you took the effort to cook. 
Well, and Dan, just let me know, just to let you know, I know that about Dave. I know that he likes when I make an effort to cook for him. I love when he cooks, but I'm like today on, uh, this is Easter, he got me an Easter basket full oh, of flowers. Yeah, yeah, and that meant, like, I almost cried. It was the nicest thing ever. It was, it's a little, ba- not little, sorry. <laughs> it's a nice size basket, but I'm, the reason I said you can, any size of things, it's just what that person, how that person receives love. Mm-hmm. Remember I told you about oh, the five languages of love? What are those again? Okay, five languages of love <laughs> is a smash hit book. Uh, it was, that's what I gained from Christian college is that book. Um, but there's ways we give love and there's ways we receive love. So the five languages love, according to this book is gifts, uh, giving gifts as a language, uh, words of affirmation, Mm -hmm. physical touch, Mm -hmm. uh, acts of service Mm -hmm. and gifts. uh, Oh crap. Five's hard for me to remember. Mm. Gifts. It's a big number. Affirmation, mm-hmm. acts of service, physical touch. Uh, barbecue? No, not barbecue. <laughs> could be barbecue. Oh, um, oh my gosh. I'm going blank. Anyway, there's one more, and I'm sorry. Uh, you want but, me to look them up real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but okay, so anyway, I know that... Dave gives love by acts of service and words of affirmation. Um, sometimes you give and receive love differently, but I that's important to him. Mine is acts of service and gifts. I love that. That's how You're I great show love. Gifts. And so if you find or kind of think of how Kate gives you love, like say she you know, puts gas in your car when, you know, you're needing gas Mm -hmm. to surprise you. Or maybe she cleans the whole apartment all the time. Like, those are her ways. Quality time. Whoa, that's the one. I hate quality time. See, I like quality time. You do. I I feel like I do gifts of service. Acts of service. Acts of service. And I feel like I do words of affirmation. You do. Those are yours. I try to encourage you and, you know, I try to let you know. I, I try to compliment you and... And we, we you know should all strive you. to do all of them. Mm-hmm. But the point is, it's that's why they call it language. It's what you understand as love. Like for me, uh, calling me names, very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I see love. Just kidding. Well, do I call you names? No, no, no. Like because, you know, growing up I'd get oh, called you, names. Oh, your family? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, your dad calls you names. Dimble fuck, which is interesting because mm-hmm. it's not dimple, it's dimble, D-I-M-B-L-E, mm-hmm. which I don't understand. Yeah. I think that means I love you. Anyway. Yeah, I don't like that. I know. It's sweet. But, or maybe a birthday cake. Like, just think of a theme, or I love themes, mm-hmm. but a theme for her to celebrate her and favorite movie, a series, just have a fun her day mm-hmm. inside. If she likes spas, like maybe draw her a nice bath Mm -hmm. with a bubble bath with, you know, a glass of apple cider or champagne. I don't know. Maybe both. Mm -hmm. If you have enough time. (laughs) I don't know if I have enough time. But yeah. Happy birthday, Kate. I hope this helps. I hope this helps, Dan. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, Dan, uh, let us know how that turned out. So unless it unless it sucked and she hated it. It's I I think. Then we don't want to hear about it. So. (laughs) Uh, should we give a shout out to our buddy Aaron real quick? Yes. Um, Aaron called. Heartbreak uh, Aaron. Aaron, who was it last episode or mm-hmm. two episodes ago? I don't I remember. Don't remember. Uh, yeah, we only got a few. 
in the can. So uh, one of these damn episodes we did, Aaron, who went through a breakup. Going through a break. And, and so, he's having a tough time. Want to um, give him a shout out? He told us, he called in, he said, hey, he, he's the first one to give us that disclaimer. Uh, hey, don't use this on the air. Yeah, and you uh, guys can show. say that at the beginning yeah. if you like, and so that's we won't fine. play it. Um, but yeah, um, and we won't go into all the details, but he, he's, still, he's still having a rough time. And just the overall concept of getting through a breakup, man, it is tough. And I think my advice to him was positive distractions. Pos- yeah, you Productive did positive. and positive distractions. Got to... Got to find something, whether it be work or a hobby or, or an activity or something that you enjoy doing, and just throw yourself into it. I think and I don't know if that's helping him at all, but okay. So that's here's the thing: helped He's, me in the past. I understand, Aaron, where you're coming from. You are not crazy. I know I'm a crazy person, and you identify as a crazy person. But here's you're the not thing. a crazy person. Thank though. you, thank you, Boo. It's hard for me to take compliments anyway, but. I want to let you know you're not, and this is totally normal. And I'm proud of you for sharing what you're up to, and I get it. Um, you're a really, really creative person, it sounds like. And so you're making these really elaborate stories that are not true. You don't know if she's seeing someone else. You don't know what her mindset was through the relationship. But I think you're focusing on that, and it's good to focus on something else. I think... I understand the emotional, I call it emotional cutting, Mm -hmm. when you go and try to stalk your ex on Instagram and look, you know, see what she is up to or he's up to. And it is the hardest thing because social media makes it almost goddamn impossible Mm -hmm. not to be curious what that person's doing. It's a license to snoop. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it's also, and I get it, but I think you're going to have to come to the conclusion of, okay, I'm done being sad. I'm done... and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm done feeling sorry for myself. I'm not a victim in this. And to look at it as, what did I learn and how do I move on? And I just don't think you're ready to move on. It sounds like you're still stuck in that story. And I just want to let you know, there's a better story. You know, you don't have to tell yourself this sad tale. I used to do that in every breakup and I would cry and mourn it for a year. And it's just wasted time. And Maybe you need a year alone. Maybe you need to s- discover stuff about yourself. You sound like a very kind guy. That's an important point. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think Dave I f- loves this. I think I failed to mention this when we were talking to him last time. But male or female, it's always a good idea after a breakup. I know it's tempting, especially if the opportunity is there. And it's hard because you're comparing and despairing on to Instagram. hop to the next person. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Did I talk about this? You did. I think that's okay. your yeah. first almost, answer. Almost there. every girl I've ever dated, when we broke up, they had a new boyfriend within very, very quick, which is fine. And that's you why know, rebound. No longer, yeah, no longer my business, but it's like, hey, don't you want to take a few weeks or a few months off and work on yourself? Yeah, so, yeah I, I did talk about this. So most people would rather be with the wrong person than no person. Well, and I think this is, relationships are so hard because it's putting a mirror up to what triggers you and what you're freaking out about and or I'm not saying you're freaking out freaking out but I think it's one of those things where you have to look in the mirror and say why is this affecting me so much Mm -hmm. and usually uh it's not about the person it's about something else and then dealing with that you will I think release a lot of this energy Mm -hmm. listen to me oh you're welcome 
I don't know why I went with that. No, it's tough. So, yeah, hang in there, dude. Let and, us uh, know how you're doing. All right, us anytime. Um, we love you, Aaron. I mean, yeah, the, there's just no easy answer. Breakups suck. And you're in your 20s. You're young. But life does go on. It does. And don't compare yourself to other people's relationships because... A lot of people put that on Instagram, like they're blessed and love, you know, in love with each other and crap. But sometimes you just hate your partner. I mean, what? Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. JK Booth. All right, moving along. Hey there, Stonebergs. Uh, I actually want to call just to give a shout out. Uh, well, this is Joel. And I've just been thinking a lot about some people I really care about. Wanted to give a shout out to one of my best friends, Ryan, and my other best friends, Jordan, who he's my brother. And uh, I don't get to see them as much as I wish I could. I live in Chicago, Ryan's in LA, and Jordan's in Portland. So don't get to see them much, but yeah, miss them and really wish I could see them more. I actually was supposed to be getting on a 6 a.m. flight to go see my brother tomorrow, but had to cancel that because of the quarantine. So instead, I'm just standing outside, have some pork on the grill, and, uh, yeah, calm night, not going to bed as early as I normally would have if I was going to go catch that flight to see him. But, yeah, so anyway, Ryan, Jordan, miss you guys. Really hope you're doing well, and, uh, yeah, hopefully I get to see you both soon. All right. Stonebergs, thank you for letting me give this shout out. See you guys. All right, Joel. Well, cool, man. Uh, Yay, Joel. Hi. Reminds me of the swap shop and the party line. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Oh, giving a shout out. I, I like, and by the way, I'm I'm down for that. Anybody wants to call, you don't have to necessarily ask us a question. Yeah. You know, you, you can give a shout out Why to not? your brothers. Give a shout out to, to Ryan, who's in LA, and Jordan, who's in Portland. And, uh, I love that. Anyway, uh, Party Line, I told you I used to work at this little AM radio station. Oh, yeah. And um, when I was 19 years old, uh, I was in broadcasting school, and I wanted to go, I wanted, I wanted to be a radio DJ because I was a metalhead. I was really bad. I was just, all I did was listen to Metallica and Pantera. And did you go to metal concerts? Deftones. Oh, yeah. Dude, did I go to metal concerts? I went to so many metal That's concerts. Oh, oh, it was, it was the best. Anyway, that was back when I was 19. I was really into like the Atlanta metal scene. And wrestling. Uh, I, I was uh, tour managing <laughs> bands and stuff, and I was really into to music. And I was like, oh, what a great gig. I'll, I'll go be a radio DJ. And I'll get me a job at a big rock and roll radio station, which I eventually did. Eventually worked at 99X uh, in Atlanta, the station I grew up listening to. So that was cool. A little oh, humble brag. Wow. Anyway, my point is my first job in radio was at this little bitty AM station in Cumming, Georgia. It's a real name, by the way, Cumming, Georgia. Uh, fun fact, at least back then, I'm not making this up, biggest employer in the city of Cumming, Georgia, Siemens, a chemical plant. Hmm. <laughs> not making that up. Oh. Anyway, Cumming, Georgia, WMLB, AM 1170, 19-year-old Dave Stone, wanting to go be a DJ and play rock and roll. Uh, my first job was at AM 1170, hosting the party line, hosted the party line from 10 to 10.30, Monday through Friday. I love From this. 10.30 to 11, we would do the swap shop. And uh, Swap Shop was basically Craigslist on the radio. Oh, hilarious. Like if you've got some stuff you want to sell. Like people would call in, they'd sell live chickens, car oh. parts. Hey, Dave, I got a, got a passenger side door to an 84 Ford Escort. 
that is orange, so you're going to have to paint it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, people call in and sell shit. But the party line was just people calling in and wishing each other a good day. That is the cutest thing I've ever and heard. It was mo- mostly women. Uh, most Mostly women were on the party line, and then their husbands would call in the swap shop Aww. to sell tools and chickens. But uh, yeah, this is Bernice, and I just want to wish my sister a good day. She Aww. gets out of the hospital this morning from her operation. Bernice. And I know she's listening. I want to wish her a good day. I want to wish everybody else listening a good day. And I want to wish you a good day, Dave. And, uh, oh, it was adorable. That is adorable. That is and, uh, so cute. And with I, your voice, you'd be like, all right. Yeah, and I was like 19. <laughs> but I was, you know, I wasn't like, beat it, you old bag. Like, <laughs> You fucking loser! No, I was I was nice and sweet to the old people, um, but this reminds me of uh, of the party line. That's people so calling cool. in, yeah, call and give a shout out. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, and, and that's so. I'm sorry, the quarantine. You couldn't go visit your bro, um, but listen, there's Zoom parties. You can. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The cool kids are doing that. I still haven't been invited. You not, you've been invited no. to some stuff. You well, had a virtual true. coffee date the other day. I did. I did. You had a Zoom with your I friend Scobbity. Yeah, there. that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. I I just don't know. It's like, you know, you don't know how to wrap up with the Zooms. It's like, you're just kind of, I don't, it's a yeah. lot of pressure. We, we don't need to get into that. Anyway, Joel, if you're a normal person, <laughs> have a Zoom party there you with go. your two BFFs, Ryan. Speaking of family, my mom called this week, uh, the show. Yay, so, Nancy. Wh- she's the We'll get to her a little oh, later. That that message is hilarious. Nancy. Oh, and speaking of family too, I got a I got a vent real quick. Okay. I got a vent about my sister in law. Okay. It's her birthday today. It's her birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Beth. Beth is my sister in law. <laughs> and and let me preface this by saying that Beth is awesome. She's an angel. Uh she's been married to my brother almost twenty one years oh, now. My Did I ever Lord. tell you the wedding story? No. Real what? quick, I was the best man in their wedding and I lost the, the wedding ring. Oh my three minutes before the preacher asked me to give it to him so he could put it on her finger. What? Right before the wedding, uh, we're backstage, <laughs> me and Jay and the preacher. We're backstage at this little uh, chapel up uh, in an Air Force base in North Dakota. Did you have your Type 5 ready? <laughs> this is way <laughs> pre-comedy. <laughs> way pre-comedy. And uh, they, I'm the best man, so I don't, I don't know the procedures or anything. It was the first like wedding I'd ever been in. And uh, they gave me the ring. The preacher's like, all right, well, here, you hang on to the ring. And we get up there, and the ceremony starts. I'll say some stuff, and then at some point I will ask the best man to give me the ring. And okay. I will then then put it on the, uh, the bride's it's finger. It's the one job of the best The man. one job. I was like, cool, got it. And I took the ring, and I immediately <laughs> put it in the pants pocket of my, uh, of my tuxedo. I guess I was wearing a tux. Um, I was like, cool, put it in there. I didn't have anything else in my pockets. You know, I, I left all that stuff back at the room. So it's just, just one ring in my right hip pants pocket. And five minutes later, the ceremony starts, and he's going through the thing, and then he asks me for the ring, and I reach in my pocket, and there's no ring. Oh, and my I'm feeling God, around, I'm feeling you. around, there's no ring. And then, so I just, I did like that ventriloquist thing. I just, I said, uh, like through my clenched teeth, I said, I don't have a ring. Oh, no. And Jay and the preacher both look at me and like, what? And I go, I don't have the ring. And then Jerry's like, where is And this is at the part where they're saying. Yes, we're on stage. Everybody's <laughs> waiting on me to hand over the ring. I was like, I don't have the ring. And Jay's looking at me and Beth's looking at me and the preacher's looking at me. And I was like, it's not, I don't, I've lost the ring. Oh my God. And then the preacher said, I think he said something like, well, let's just pretend. 
And then I pretended to give him the ring, and then he pretended to receive it and pretended to put it on Beth's finger. Was Beth's face, like, horrified? Yeah, yeah. Oh Beth and Jay God. both were like, what the <laughs> F is no. going on? And then later, like, Beth's mom chewed me out. She said something, Good. and I get it. You Yes. But then, like, two hours later, we're at the reception, and I found the ring. It was down, like, around my ankle or my knee. Like, it had fallen in the lining of my... My, there was a hole in my pocket that led to the lining. Okay, so it was in your pants. It was in my pants way down, like around my calf or something. Okay. And I finally found it. But I didn't, I didn't pick but out that tux. here's the thing. Here's my thing I with didn't the story. Make two their, hours? For, so for two hours? For two hours, I was... Everyone thought it yeah, was just gone. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was still feeling in my pockets and looking in my wallet. How and, did you not know there was a hole in your pocket, boo? It's, it was a tux. I put it on an hour before. Okay. It was okay. a rental. It wasn't mine. You can't feel the hole in a tux No, some, some little bitty... Just like imagine a like a, a quarter-size hole Man. at the bottom of the interior pocket. You wouldn't know that. Okay, that's true. I thought yeah. it would was in the box, and I was thinking, how? No, no, literally just the ring, <laughs> yeah, not okay. the box. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, that's how their marriage started. Happy thanks to birthday, dumb old day. <laughs> but yeah, oh yeah, I got to gripe at Beth real quick. All right, Beth, amazing lady. Uh, super smart, super sweet, super well-read. Brilliant. Uh, retired from the Air Force, spent 20 years in the Air Force. Um, she's my age, and she's retired with a pension. That's so that amazing. tells you that she's a go-getter. She takes care of... Takes care of my mom. You everyone. know, uh, long story short, Boogie Monster fans know, but if you don't know, my dad passed away about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and dad lived together in South Georgia. My mom's been in a wheelchair for 50 years, so she can't really... She's very dependent on my dad. Can't Couldn't really live alone. And uh, Jay and Beth sold their house in Louisville uh, and bought a new house uh, over in Georgetown, Indiana, across the river uh, that was more compatible for mom and her wheelchair. Amazing. And Beth has just been like... A her, saint. Her, they literally built an amazing yeah. downstairs Yeah, she's got a nice apartment. little apartment down there. Beth cooks all her meals, takes her shopping. You know, they, they treat her great. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> you got to gripe at Beth. Super smart lady refuses to wear a mask when she goes out in public now during the coronavirus thing. Oh, Lord. It's, it's not like she's a dumb redneck who's like, Trump said it was a hoax. F you. And she's not that. I, don't, I doubt she's even a Trump supporter. Uh, so I can't understand why this smart person. Well, because it's not just your mom who's older, uh-huh. but your brother My has. My brother has Crohn's disease. So he's, he's uh, what do they call it, uh, immune compromised. My mom's immune compromised. Why not? What guys, we got to play along. You got to play along. Just this pretend. Is April, what's today? April 15th? 14th. 14th. This isn't, you know, yeah. March 1st when we were all skeptical skeptical and didn't know what was going on and, you know, but in the last 2 weeks you and I have started wearing masks when we go even when we go out to walk Charlie. Yeah, you're getting even weird like yeah. inside. You are very protective, which I'm is protective. Great you're you're sweet. compromised. I you're am missing compromised. half a lung. You're oh, compromised. One and a half lung, Katie. So People, we got to play along, even if you think it's whatever. What is the harm in just playing along and wearing a damn mask when you go into the grocery store or yeah. you go into the gas station? I don't, know if we have, I don't know if we have the full story, though. We don't have the full Maybe there's a reason mm-hmm. that we don't know, but I will say it. Beth loves Halloween. Mm-hmm. Why not wear a fun Halloween mask? Like one of those like horse ones that take up your whole oh, face. <laughs> that would or be like, amazing. <laughs> That's fun. That would be That's fun. That's fun. I don't know. But yeah, Beth, uh, you got to wear a mask. And we love you. Happy birthday. And you don't got to wear a mask. I'm not telling you what to do, but yeah. I am telling you what to do. I'm, I'm asking. I'm not telling you. I'm out asking. out of concern. It's, it's because 
We love you. <clears throat> Just everybody, wear a mask when you go. I'm not saying you got to wear a mask when you walk to your car or whatever, but like Wouldn't hurt. when you go into a store with other people. I've even started doing this, and I didn't even think about this. I read this somewhere, and I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Every now and then we'll get takeout or, oh, yeah. or, the, or the FedEx guy <coughs> will knock on the door. When someone knocks on the door, I immediately put on the mask. Because Smart. if I'm going to open the door and greet the DoorDash delivery guy or the FedEx guy or today the, the, the flower guy. Uh, no, the I know. I got an Easter basket. Got you an Easter basket. <laughs> a flower. It's got adorable. Little, got you a little flower basket. I love it so much. But uh, even when people knock on the door now to hand me a package or uh, a tray of Chinese food, I put on the mask for their benefit. So they know that they're not about to get coughed on by some weirdo. <laughs> so, Well, no. It's, yeah, it's hard. I don't... Uh, we Wear a mask, you, people. Beth. Love you, Beth. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along. Hi, Dave and Katie. This is Stormy from Denver, Colorado. Uh, also a booger from the Booger, booger Monster. Um, I haven't listened to episode three yet, so if this gets covered, then disregard. But, Katie, uh, my question is for you. And I know that you lost your mom uh, somewhat recently, and I lost my stepmom Last May, we're coming up on that anniversary, and I just kind of, I'm kind of young in my friend group to have lost a parent, so I don't have a, a yardstick to measure how I'm doing. I, I want to know what was, if what was that like for you? What, how are you doing now? Uh, I know this is a deeply personal question, so you can just tell me to screw off, but um, I'd like to know about your process and, and what all that was like for you and your family. And love the podcast, guys, and I appreciate your time. Have a good day. Stormy, hi. First of all, I am so sorry, friend. I, I My condolences to you and your family. Um, and May, by the way, my mom passed away May 8th. That's coming up. And so, yeah, same. I don't know when your mama passed away, but, um, dude, it is so hard. It's the hardest thing. I, all right, so the first six months, I was a walking zombie. I mean, I got to be honest, I I didn't want to go outside. (laughs) Poor Dave. I was crying all the time. And I I would just tell people, like, if I saw people on the street that I knew, or even cashiers at the grocery store, I would just say, my mom died. Like, I was just seriously like, my mom died. My mom died. Hey, my mom died. And I had Charlie, who I manically accepted a puppy, a chihuahua puppy at the time. two days after? Two days after my mom passed away, and he's yipping all the time. And it was... The only reason I got outside was to walk Charlie. That's that's for sure. Um, I have been in and out of therapy forever, uh, feels like. But so I thought, okay, I can, I can handle this. This is, but you never know how grief is going to affect you. Mm -hmm. And I reached out like you to another person who, um, she lost her mom. That made me feel so much better. So I, I reached out to a grief counselor. Um, there are grief groups And I know this sounds so, and if you're scared of that, I get it. Do one-on-one counseling. I know counseling can be expensive, but there are so many resources for grief. Um, 
I tried reading the dead mom books. It didn't work. It didn't help. I, it's just like, you know, those books, it's like when parents die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't work for me, but I, I've also seen a healer. I mean, I went through all of it and it still hurts the same. Yeah. And I love her and I miss her so much and I have dreams about her and I cry. You say that almost every day. I miss her. Uh, hey, I miss my mom. I'm not making fun of you, but I'm like, yeah, I know. No, every time I say I miss my mom, Dave just says, shut up, you old bitch. <laughs> shut up, you dumb old bitch. <laughs> no, but Dave's helped. Uh, in, and boo, you have. You've helped so much because you made me feel safe to cry. And and you you would say, okay, you know, um, it's okay to be sad. Of course. And and it would be weird if you weren't. Yeah. And you're not alone, but everyone loses someone and it affects everyone differently. Mm-hmm. And I think and I know you said you're the younger in your friend group and yeah, that's super young. Holy crap. I'm a thousand and I'm still crazy. Um but there's two roads to go, I think. You could go down a friend of mine, Barbara's road, which mm-hmm. is drunken ab- oblivion and mm-hmm. avoidance, or you can move towards, you're never, I don't think you're ever going to accept it, but it does, time really has helped me. And actually feeling the feeling, and as cliche as it is, feelings are like waves. Let it wash over you and it'll be gone Sometimes five minutes, sometimes five hours. And you'll figure out a way. Um, I don't know how spiritual you are. It, it's interesting how death of a parent really makes you spiritual. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, wait, is God? Uh? And I, I don't know. I just, I'm so sorry. And I think you need, and I'm not need, if you choose to, a grief group. And there, and I know right now with the quarantine, that's hard maybe online. Yeah, there might be some And if you need to honestly message me online, I will totally tell you. It's it helped me to learn from other people like Mm -hmm. who lost a mom. Yeah. And I'm just so sorry. Yeah, it sucks. I'm almost at two years from my dad. And And uh, you say I miss him every day too. Yeah, I miss him all the time, you know. Um, but one thing I try to tell you and this is this has helped with me is I when I get sad about my dad, I just think about all the the huge bank of good memories that I have stored up from him. Yeah. And I'm very lucky and very fortunate that I have good memories. Um, I know a lot of people lose a family member or a parent, and they don't have a ton of good memories of that person. And that must be tough. That must I be feel hard. bad for those people that, you know, that the conflict, those mixed emotions of... I'm sad that they're gone, but they also kind of sucked, so I'm mad about that. Or unresolved issues. or you know, I'm very lucky that I don't have any of that. Like, yeah. Me and my, my dad and I had a great relationship. Um, I don't but, have any... Even, I think even, Boo, if you have that, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's an invitation to go and be like, and to heal for yourself. Mm-hmm. You deserve to accept that maybe that parent wasn't that great mm-hmm. and to say, okay, they tried the best they can yeah. and move on. Mm-hmm. And that that is some closure that I think everybody needs when it's a toxic relationship mm-hmm. or whatever. But 
Yeah. You, you have, and it's so sweet because we both like share about our parents. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I know your dad so much more because you'll just tell me these awesome stories, like you guys selling baseball cards. (laughs) And I, I just, I get so much joy knowing him through you. And, and I, I had a hard time with that though. Like, like the happy stuff. I just kept thinking my mom's so sick. Mm -hmm. She got really sick the last year of her life and poor girl kept breaking bones and the blood clots and autoimmune disease like oh boy but I so it helped me in a way to to know that she was in so much pain Mm -hmm. that she's okay it was in a way relief which sounds weird but um but yeah, you. I think you get to the point where you start thinking. Like I keep thinking of my mom's quilted mm-hmm. bathrobe she would wear with like a little rope. It was really cute, and how she would always. Uh, my mom kind of shuffled towards the end, and <laughs> she would shuffle outside and always wave goodbye to me yeah. when I drove away. Just I don't know, and and so maybe implement some of the good things. And one thing I've told you over this last year, <clears throat> and I'm finally there with my own story with this, my own experience of this, but I keep telling you that one day, I don't know when that's going to be, but one day, your first reaction to thinking of your mom is going to be a smile and not a tear. Yeah. No, you said, and, I'm and it's there getting now. there. Yeah. When I think of my dad, when he pops into my brain several times a day, my first reaction is now a smile. And then sometimes I get sad. You know, but my my default now is, oh, my dad. Not, oh, he's gone. But like, oh, thinking about my dad. Remember this funny thing. Remember this fun experience. Well, and you're or, so good at that. Like, it's called um, the, I don't know, there's a there's a old parable of like, there's a good wolf and a bad wolf, and we all have that inside of us, and which, which one do you think wins out? And it's the one you feed, right? So you're feeding this great memory and good things, and... In the beginning, I was just feeding, like, it was just flashbacks of all the bad in the past year and it just how much pain she was in and how I just tried. And I, I think, and then once I started, because you were like, come on, there's good memories, there's good memories. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, there is. And once I started going down that road, it, it was a lot more healing. And to understand that your parent wants you to remember them and be happy and live mm-hmm. your life for yeah. their happiness. And they did the best they can to make you happy. They did all the things to love you and to take that and and share it. Mm-hmm. That's, I think, the good wolf. Does that make sense? Yeah. Good wolves yeah. feeding. I'm becoming a wolf. But Stormy, I'm so sorry. And uh, all my love to you. And please find me on uh, the social meds or... Email us, and I'd, I'd love to talk moms. And you. one last thing, Stormy. Uh, you know, it's cliche and try to say, you know, well, their body's gone, but their spirit lives on. But that's true. No, it is. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to speak for you. I don't know your backstory, Stormy. But with my situation with my dad, uh, not only does his spirit live on, that will never die. His spirit and my memory of him will never die. But... And I may not be the best judge of, of this, maybe you or someone else close to me, but I would like to think that my dad uh, bestowed upon me some good qualities, yeah, whatever those may of be. Course. Whatever I learned from him ethically or morally or whatever, whatever he gave to me as a parent that now shapes part of who I am, 
uh, that lives forever. You know, that's not going to die again. That's no. not going to go away again. No. You know, whatever good qualities he he passed on to me will live, hopefully will live forever well, as my, long as I'm alive. I, I totally agree. And it's so, it's like I said, like I, I feel like I see pieces of Don Stone in you when, you know, like the just sweet, the sweetness. Um, he was a sweet dude. He was so sweet. And I, my mom used to do silly things like she would walk down the street and if there was a nail, she would pick it up because oh. she was so concerned that somebody would drive over the nail. Like that's how detailed yeah. and like kind hearted she was. And so I try to do that. <laughs> Pick up nails off the road. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> no, but think or, about others. Yeah, and she would pay for somebody behind her at the fast food You're line. Good at that. I do, you that do that a lot. All the time. Um, but just to oh yeah, every time you got it. It's well, sometimes it's a little too. Expensive. You're laying out some good karma, boo. But I hope so. And Stormy, my heart's with you and your family, and it does get a little bit better every day. Mm. It really does. Yeah, I, I think about what old Don Stone would be doing <clears throat> during this uh, crisis right now. Oh, yeah. He was so industrious, and he had such a entrepreneurial spirit. He was such a hard worker and such a resourceful, industrious dude. He would be driving to South Carolina right now to meet a guy no. in a parking lot <laughs> who retired from Charmin. And now has a, a pension discount, and a, he was always like he would be. He'd be, he would be. He'd be in a tractor trailer full. <laughs> he'd have a tractor trailer full of toilet paper. And be sending you links <laughs> online of like certain articles yeah. of what to get. What he not to was get. he was a get shit done type of dude. He took care of his family. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, but he was, uh, he would be buying black market toilet paper. <laughs> He'd be buying discounted canned goods. He always knew how to, uh, you know, just provide, even though he never, you know, was financially successful. I mean, he, he did fine and we never hurt or missed any meals. Uh, but, you know, he never had a ton of extra cash, but he, he was always good at, at solving problems and making sure his family was taken care of. Yeah, in uh, real creative ways. So, and my mom, I think in this pandemic, she'd be calling me every five minutes, <laughs> asking how I'm feeling, and then she would blame if I had any type of sickness. She always blamed the cats. <laughs> she would just she wasn't a big animal lover, and she would literally just like, "Well, get rid of the cats. Let them outside. You're sick." <laughs> she was pretty cool. Oh man, yeah, she was. I enjoyed getting to know her. She had such a cool. Um, she had such a cool, very, very subtle and sly sense of humor. Oh yeah, she did. She had some. Was, she had a little dark. She, she was a little dark horse. <laughs> she was the quiet person yeah. at the party who was just observing. Yeah, you guys, you guys. <laughs> she would do little. Uh, Dave gave her attention. Oh, she loved Dave, and she would always call me Dave Stone. Dave Stone. <laughs> How's Dave Stone? <laughs> Say happy birthday to Dave Stone on his Christmas present. That's Dave weird. Stone. It was so cute. But um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, I, 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 I always I connected with her on her subtlety. Oh yeah, she was very subtle. And she would say things every now and then that everybody else missed in the room, but I would make eye contact with her, like I get what you did there, Aww. and she'd be like, "Thanks." You guys had like a secret language. Yeah, yeah, she was I great. Love that. Moving right along. Hey, Katie. Hey, Dave. Uh, this is Lindsay calling from Canada. And it's my birthday, and John Prine died. So cheer me up. 
All right. Bye, guys. Lindsay, happy birthday. It was Tuesday. Happy birthday, Lindsay. Tuesday. Yeah, last week. Um, yeah, that's odd that John Prine died on her birthday. Um, you're getting sick of John Prine now because you've heard so much this week. I'm so sorry that happened. (laughs) Um, John, I keep calling him John. You called him John Parr. John Parr. Grant Grant Parr. You're getting it mixed up with Graham Parsons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard the entire catalog of John. John Prine. Prine. (laughs) P-R-I-N-E. John Prine. John Prine. For those of you who don't know, John Prine was... Maybe America's greatest songwriter, arguably. You could, uh, many people argue that Bob Dylan or Leonard Cohen or somebody like that's in that mix, but top five songwriters who ever lived. What songs would he? Um, that's the thing. He, he had a cult following. He's one of those people that, uh, kind of like Dylan, like the average person walk, walking down the street probably couldn't tell you a Dylan song. A music people could. Um, but some of his, his greats, uh, Sam Stone, Great song about a Vietnam vet who comes back, gets strung out on heroin. Um, <laughs> Spanish Pipe Dream is one of my favorites. Paradise. Probably my favorite, two of my favorite are on the same record. Uh, the title track from Sweet Revenge, his third album. And I also love Please Don't Bury Me. Um, yeah, I've been hearing that. But, <laughs> but he was just great. It's such a bummer. Uh, he, he passed away this week, uh, 73 years old, of the coronavirus. Uh, got awful. it a couple of weeks ago. Quickly went to the ICU. Everybody thought this is it. Then he recovered. His his condition went from uh, critical to stable, and everybody was like, "Oh, great, he's going to pull through." And went back into the ICU and passed away. Um, just just brilliant. Just one of the just a poet. Um, and a lot of the singer songwriter stuff, you're not listening to it for the amazing musicianship. Um, it's the lyrics. It's the stories. It's these words. Yes. And um, just could tell a story in the form of a song uh, like nobody else. Uh, got a fun little anecdote for you, uh, Lindsay. I mentioned this uh, on my uh, alt-country podcast, uh, The Gravy Boat, but I always thought this was a, a pretty interesting story. Also, for those who don't know, John Prine was a mailman. Uh, he, he was in the Army in the late 60s. Got out, I think he went to, to Germany, uh, got out, came back home, and got a job at the post office in Chicago. And for six years, he was just a uh, pedestrian mailman. He would just walk around and just put mail, you know, he had his routes, and he would write and sing these songs all day. He wasn't a professional musician at this point. Um, jumping ahead a couple of years, he goes to like some open mics, He's actually started, he went to like a, a music open mic and heckled one of the guys, one of the performers. And one of the performers was like, you think you can do any better, <laughs> asshole? And John thought to himself like, yeah, I think I can. And he went home and started like really getting his songs together. And he came back and he started doing open mics and stuff. Oh, that's awesome. But anyway, uh, this always cracked me up. Uh, it was about a week before his first album came out. And by the way, that's my word of mouth. This week is John Prine's debut album, self-titled debut. It's just called John Prime. Came out in 71. So many good songs. Illegal Smile. Uh, Spanish Pipe Dream, Hello in there. Good Don't Lord. stand so close to me. <laughs> Sam Stone, <laughs> Paradise, uh, Your Flag Decal Won't Get You to Heaven Anymore, uh, Angel from Montgomery. God, just so many of his best songs were on his first album. And I always thought this was a crazy story. So he, he signs to, uh, I forgot what label he was on back then, that first album. But anyway, he's he signs to a label. He's a, his album's coming out next week, his debut album. Nobody's heard it. The general public hasn't heard it yet. Uh, Chris Christopherson kind of discovered him at one of these shows, and he became friends with Chris Christopherson, who's also a great singer-songwriter from that era. Um, 
him and Chris Christopherson, about a week before his album comes out, they are in New York City, and they go to a party. Uh, Chris Christopherson was friends with Joni Mitchell. And Chris tells Joni John, Mitchell. he's like, hey, you want to come to, and at this point, Joni Mitchell was a huge star. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm, you know, not to brag, but I'm friends with Joni Mitchell. She invited me to a party. You want to come along? And John Prine's like, yeah, that'd be great. So Chris Christopherson, John Prine, nobody knows who John Prine is. At this, this is the first album hadn't come out yet, a week away. And they go to Joni Mitchell's party, big, nice apartment in, in Manhattan, I'm assuming, somewhere oh, in New York I City. Oh, it was beautiful. And who's there but Bob Dylan. Oh, my gosh. And John Prine's like, holy shit, is that Bob Dylan? And Chris is like, yeah, that's Bob. I know Bob. No, just play it cool. And John was a huge Bob Dylan fan. You can hear that in his work. And <clears throat> keep in mind, album hadn't come out yet. Bob Dylan comes up to John Prine and goes, I'm not going to do a Dylan impression. Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> that's good. But he said, uh, somehow, I don't know if they were on the same label or had same management or something, but somehow Dylan had got an advanced copy of John's album. Oh, wow. And Dylan approaches John Prine and says something to the effect of, hey, I heard your album and it's great. I really love it. Oh. And John Prine was just like, holy shit, what? Wow. So, like, the, and this is 1970, 71. Like, Bob Dylan, one of the biggest stars on the planet. I mean, that is amazing. Comes up to little, no name, unknown John Prine is like, hey, man, I really dig your new album. And John Prine's like, holy shit, thanks, Bob Dylan. That is so cool. Isn't that a cool story? That is a cool story. That'd be like Lady Gaga coming up to um, me. Yeah. Uh, I am a triple, quadruple threat. You are, yeah. Dance, comedy, uh, (laughs) roller skating, and singing. And cooking. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and cooking. Yeah. Aye. But yeah, so Lindsay, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, you, Lindsay. You obviously were a fan. It's odd that that uh, bad timing that uh, he had to pass on your birthday. Um, but yeah, to, to, to entertain yourself or to lift your spirits, listen to more John Prine. I know yeah. it's I know it's getting on your nerves, boo. What? But boo, yeah. uh, I've barely scratched the surface. I just all that you've heard this week are just three albums. Oh, I you know it's funny, <laughs> but I keep. Looking because you'll display the album, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, so anytime I'm like, So you listening to, and I'll like run to the album, <laughs> yeah. Sean Prime, which I'm Prime, 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 but yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. And yeah, you know, I, I also get annoyed at this shit, by the way, <laughs> people on Facebook oh. or Twitter, like, Oh, all of a sudden, everybody's a John Prime fan, like, who cares? Like, yeah, I'm admitting I didn't listen to him like every day before he died. He was in my rotation. He was someone I knew and respected. But what better time when some when an artist passes, yeah. what better time to go back and revisit their work? So people who shit on people for doing yeah. that, like, oh, a bunch of posers. Have their memory, and yes. you don't know what they are connected to with that song mm-hmm. or time yeah. or him. So, Lindsay, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Lindsay. And yeah, to reiterate, uh, that's my word of mouth this week. Uh, go If you're not familiar, or even if you are familiar, that first album, I mean, a lot of his albums are really great. I love the third one, Sweet, Re- Sweet Revenge, like I said, it's one of my favorites. But just the amount of quality that uh, that is on that first album, uh, 13 songs, and I would say more than half of them are like, would, would also show up on his greatest hits albums. Just, just killer songs, so... Uh, self-titled John Prine, 1971. That's my word of mouth. Um, yeah, it's so sad. I have a word sad. of mouth. I yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, Summer House. It's a Bravo smash hit reality TV series that <laughs> I 
Absolutely. We just talked about support. that, right? I, yeah, but, but I oh, just want to just wanna in case reiterate. I got gotcha. you. Just in case. Man, this is uh, this coronavirus got me nervous with with older artists and celebrities. Yeah, me too. Um, John, now the John Prine passed. I we need to get the National Guard over to Willie Nelson's house. Yep, and Betty White. Betty White. Hello. Bob Dylan. Is he still alive? Bob Dylan's still alive. Yeah. No shit. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Billy Joe Shaver, Chris yeah. Christopherson. But yeah, just uh, oh man, when Willie passes. Tina Fey. That's just kidding. Work. She's young. <laughs> that's why. Boo, did you get it? I, I got it. That's, cool. that's pretty good there, bro. Cool. Um, yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks, Boo. Thank you, Boo. We'll go ahead and land this plane. Yes, uh, please. Some great calls. If we didn't get to your call, if you've called and we haven't got to you yet, uh, rest assured we will either get to you or decide that it's not interesting enough to air. Uh, oh, either boy. one. Either one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, we're not ignoring you. Uh, but thank you so much for everybody who has called. Uh, like I said, you know, if you got uh, an interesting question, that's great. But even if not, you know, if you want to give a shout out to somebody, if you just want to shoot the shit, you want to swap sell a recipe. A tire. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? We might even do might even do like a Patreon version of the Party Line or Swap Show. Oh, you would do great. Oh, that'd oh be fun. that would be fun. Maybe Uncle Cecil can host it. Uh, Who's Cecil? Uh, he'll call in. I have oh. Uncle Cecil who he calls in. Oh, no. You know, he's, he's a weird dude. He's so. strange. You don't know if Cecil uh-huh. is just very nice and uh-huh. sweet, but he'll say dark things sometimes, uh-huh. well, like yeah. under his breath. I know. We'll all go to die eventually, thank God. What? Uh-huh. what? Cecil. Cecil, you all right, bud? <laughs> Cecil's favorite food is an onion. <laughs> I just I eat them like apples. Uh-huh. As a boy, we didn't have fruit. Mama just put an uh, onion in a brown paper sack and sent me to school. Uh-oh. And I loved it. Explains uh, a lot. Yeah, just sit there. Sit there. Lays over at Katie's eating onions. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Yeah, Boo, this is fun. Love you guys. Um, anything else we need to plug? Uh, oh, my, uh, my, my cookbooks. Oh, yes. Uh, huge thanks. Huge thanks to everybody who has purchased a cookbook. Thank uh, you. For those of you who don't know, I have three cookbooks, Dave Stone's Kitchen Survival Guide, Volumes 1, 2, and 3, uh, a total of 65 recipes. I think the first one has 25 and the other two have 20. And apparently recipes are important, guys. Recipes are important. <laughs> the procedure on how you prepare food, uh, those steps are there for a reason. <clears throat> Katie? Uh, <laughs> I called you Katie. Um, what am I saying? Oh, yeah. If you want to purchase those, that's great. It's been a huge help. If uh, you're in a pinch and you're like a lot of us struggling financially during this weird, uncertain time, but yet you've got to cook and you really don't have a ton of recipes of your own, give me a holler. I'll gladly send you those for free. No sweat off my back. And uh, man, huge thanks to some people who bought them like a year ago and are like, hey, here's another 20 bucks for the ones you've given out for free. That Guys, so sweet. you don't have to do that, but I mean, I appreciate it. So kind. But uh, thank you so much. Uh, you guys have, have been killer, and uh, I'm forever indebted to you guys. Um, but yeah, and you can find us, uh, yeah, we've got the little outro that says all that. Do you want to plug any of your personal stuff? You want to plug your personal uh, Instagram or anything? You do a bunch of great stupid stories oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, guys, I am at KT Low Stramberg, the letter K, letter T, L-O-W Stramberg on Instagram. Please follow me. I'm trying to be an influencer. <laughs> I want that so badly. That's how it all starts. I want to be a Bravo celebrity. We all know it. 
Right? Do they have influencers for ham hocks? Because I do. I'll do that. I'll I'll plug ham hocks. Maybe that's a thing, though. Maybe that could be a thing. I don't know. But yeah, holler at uh, holler at Katie on the old Instagram. Yep. I, I love your silly stories. Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, Thanks, you, you know where to find us. Uh, holler at us and uh, give us a call. And we want to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening. And stay sane, stay safe, stay healthy. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Keep your chin up. Trudge forward. We'll get through this. I love you, and the Lord loves you. We love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at the Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hey, Dave, this is your mama. Um, Just wanted to call in and wish you and Katie good luck on your podcast. And I haven't ever heard your message before, but... um, I'm not real sure about asking y'all questions. Y'all are just a little bit, <laughs> y'all are just a little bit a brick shy of a load, but, uh, that, but that, that's what makes y'all so unique. But anyway, yeah, I'm just cutting up with you. But anyway, uh, just wanted to call in and wish you luck, and uh, I'm sure it'll be very entertaining. Um, and um, just know that I'm pulling for you. Love you. Love you both. Bye-bye.